with anything. So uh, tonight, I will, my title for tonight is I can have it, or I will have it, whichever way you want to word it. And there's two things that I want to just put out there and apologize for. Is one, I'm not Austin. Austin is our teacher tonight. If you came to learn some things as from a teacher, you're going to have to come back Wednesday, not the next Wednesday, to hear Austin. Two, uh, I titled my message, I will have it, but this is not a irritably message. So watch your feet because I may step on them a little bit, okay? But, uh, and it's out of love because I gotta do everything out of love, correct? My whole theme of this message is your words. And if you were to look it up, we roughly speak about 7,000 words a day. If you're anything like me, you probably speak a lot less. If you're anything like Miss Amy, she speaks a lot less, but if you're anything like Anna, you have to talk a whole lot more. And so, but an average person talks about 7,000 words a day. That's a lot of words to speak in a day. And so, uh, tonight I want to talk about our words and the importance of them and what you're going to get when you say things. And so, have you ever counted each word you speak in a day? Have you ever, like, said, good morning, my name is Nathan? No, right? That'd be a little strange. But have you ever paid attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth? Because I have a question for you, and I hopefully by the end of tonight, you'll have an answer for it. But are your words actually important? How important are your words? And like I just said, we use words every day. And uh, in order to in order to do a lot of things in life, you got to speak. If you're hungry, you got to say something. If you're ready to go to bed, you got to tell your spouse, "Hey, I'm ready to go to bed." If they're being loud, hey, you're loud, or hey, I need your attention. Right? Your days, uh, your day revolves around your words and being able to speak. But so many times as Christians, some of us just yap, 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 and just go on and not not think or even uh, examine what's coming out of your mouth. And so tonight, my, my key scripture for this whole time, this whole night, is Proverbs 18.21. And a lot of us know the scripture, and it says the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who will, those who love it will eat its fruits. So let's dive into this a little bit and break it down a little bit. If you study the scripture out, you'll see that the part that says the power of the strong, it means under the direction of, or under the thumb of, or say the under the control. So what we can say, life and death are under the control of the top. So let's stop right there. Isn't that crazy that life and death is in that small piece of meat in your mouth. It's not in your muscles, it's not in your strength or in your hands or your feet, it's in your soul. And so if you keep reading that, the, it ends off and it says those who will love it, love what? The words that you, that you say. 
And if you love something, you're unwilling to give it up. For example, I love Aunt. She's my wife. She's my best friend. I'm going to make sure she's taken care of. I'm going to make sure that she's that I treat her right. And I'm not willing to give her up. And I'm not willing to change my lifestyle. And that will eat its fruit. And but if we aren't lining up our works with the word, then we become disobedient to the scriptures, because the Bible also tells us we're we're to be transformed to the very image of Christ. And transform means to change. What type of words do you think Christ used? He used his tongue for life, correct? Yeah. And so if he did it throughout his life, shouldn't we? And if it and it ends with uh with it eats its fruits, which means the words you use and speak, you will get the reward of it. Meaning, if you keep saying what you're saying, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Do you like what you're getting? Do you like what the rewards that you're getting in life? And so this one scripture alone tells us how important our words are. Telling uh, holds life and death. But we can also pull out of the scripture that it's our choice. God didn't create and say, well, Jordan can speak words of life until all you're speaking is death. No, he gave us that choice to say, you know what? You decide what you want to do or speak. It's to you what you want to speak. And so it's our choice to speak life and death words. And he created us and gave us the free will to do that. And it's up to us to determine what we speak. And we must, on a daily basis, transform our mind to speak the words of life each and every day. And sometimes, even as a youth pastor, even as someone in a pastoral position, it's hard. And it's not something that comes easily. Because we all live in this dying world where it's very easy to say something wild, something that's not life. But, uh, let me just move on. <laughs> and so, but it's okay because we can always ask God for the help. We can ask the Holy Spirit to help us with it and to correct us when we speak out of one. And so it's been a long time. I want to say maybe last the, uh, last October, uh, our young adults here, we had a bonfire out here. And so at the time, Ann and I were over the that event, and so um, I had Cameron because at the time I didn't have my truck yet, and so I had a car. But in order to do a bonfire, you gotta go get wood, right? And so this it's like, hey, Cam, I need your help. Can you come pick me up? And we're gonna go pick up wood. And Rebecca and Jordan had the wood, and so we have to go to the house and get it. And so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna pick you up here in the wind. And so for some reason, uh, one thing about me is I like to drive, and I think it's so much more fun to drive when I'm in someone's truck. And so I'm like, hey, can I drive your truck? And he was like, yeah. And so we drive, and we go pick up where we go pick up the wood from Rebecca's house. And then I'm like, oh, man, I forgot. We have to go get ice tea. And so we go to this uh, gas station right up here, and I'm still driving. and. I think we're coming up 280. 
And I look up in the sky, and there's a full moon. And so if you're anything like me growing up, like growing up in a family, when there's a full moon, something that And so we're coming to banking. Oh, Cameron, man, something's back tonight. Because there's a full moon. And so learned that out without even thinking. And we talked about it. Went on with drive. We pulled into the gas station, and there's pretty fast out of time park right there at the gas station or the gas pump. And whenever I parked, I parked, and we got out, got the ice, and I think we got two or three bags of ice through in the back. And we get back in the truck, and I go to try to start the truck, and this kid does not turn. And I'm like, Cameron. I could get a shoe. And so I tried it a few more times, and I'm like, Cameron, there's something wrong with your truck. And so I tried it a few more times. Then I think I called Anna, and I was like, hey, Cameron's car is not turning on. And like, I'm driving. I'm like, this is And so uh, we tried it a few more times, and then I called Pastor Michelle, and I was like, hey, I don't know, let us spirit try all the tricks that I know. This truck is not, like, he's not turning. I don't know what else to do. And then she was like, well, try it a little bit, shake the wheel a little bit, just try it a few more times. And so we kept trying it, nothing. And then I called her back. I was like, hey, that's not working. And she was like, well, I'm just going to pass out on your way. Maybe he can get it for you. So, while this is all happening, everyone's up here. I told Anna, don't start, because we're uh, painting pumpkins that night, too. And I told Anna, don't start, because I want to, like, I have a pumpkin to paint. I want to paint with everyone. And so they're all waiting on me. And so we're going through. She was up, and it's like 25 minutes waiting now. Nothing's happening. The ice, you see all the ice, and it's like melting. And so. He tries it and nothing's happening. And so uh Cameron decides, hey, I'm just gonna have to call my dad. And so he's like, hey dad, my car's not starting. Uh, I need help. And well, his dad's not home, so it's, he said, Well, it's gonna take me about 45 minutes to get home, and then about 30 minutes to get to where you're at. So now we're waiting a whole nother hour with everyone waiting over here for me. Because I have the wood, so they can't get a bonfire. I got the ice, so that means the drinks are still warm. And so we're waiting here. And it took a little over two hours to get the truck going. Uh, Cameron's dad ended up having to bring an extra key. And it finally turned over and hit the truck's story. But I spoke. And what happened? I spoke words of death. I didn't speak words of life. And I spoke, and I got what I said. And I said, something bad is going to happen, and something bad happened. So, but we don't always have to struggle with those issues. We don't always have to struggle with, uh, with our words, because we have the ability to hold our tongue. And in Job chapter 6, verse 24, if you want to turn there real quick,
And so Job chapter 6, verse 24, it says, Teach me and I will hold my tongue, because you caused me to understand wherein I have erred. And so, but it's, we can learn how to hold our tongue, but it's something that we need the Holy Spirit's help with. And it, it's, we live in a world where no one thinks before they speak. I used to have that issue a lot when I was younger. I'd speak without even thinking, and I would have to get lawsuits a lot in school. But uh, saying something, saying something without thinking, or it's going to really And so it's important that we ask the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, help me with my words. Correct me when I'm wrong. And Proverbs 13.3 says, Those who control their tongue will have a long life, and opening your mouth can ruin everything. So I think everyone in here wants a long life, correct? I know I want a long life. And how, how can we get that? By controlling our tongue, right? And so uh, when we're in Belize, I think it was a Tuesday morning, uh, one thing, another thing about me is I watch a lot. Talk a lot, but I'll stand in the back and I'll watch what's going on around me. And so when we're in Belize, I think it was that Tuesday morning, we uh, got to leave the campsite to go to the Mayan rooms. And so it's about a 45 minute drive, 30 minute drive from the campsite to the Mayan rooms. And so we're driving there, and then you have to get on a little trip to get across, across the little creek. And then it's about a mile high up. And when I'm talking about a mile, mile high height, sorry, it's pretty steep. It was tired. And so we're, we had to walk, and the guy that was over the trip was like, hey, all the older ladies can ride in a van up the road, and they'll take you up there so you don't have to walk. And so what does that mean for me? Well, I'm a 24-year-old man, very young, and that means I can ride. I'm the last one to get a ride. And so inside, I'm walking up the, the road, and behind me a little bit, I hear Miss Florida and Mr. Tim walking behind us. And so uh, we're walking, and I'm out of breath, maybe a quarter mile up. I'm like, man, like, I hope they hurry up with these rides because I want to get in the van and let them take me up there. And but when I when we were walking, first of all, I was like, Mr. Tim and Miss Flores are older than me. If they pass me up, that's not the reason I look for them. And so slowly while they're walking, one thing that I kept hearing them the Lord is my strength, the Lord is my strength, the Lord is my strength. And so, these people began to walk. This Lord is just like, I'm going to come here, I'm going to let the Lord is my strength. Let's explain God to me regardless of what, look, what it looks like in front of us. We ought to line our works with the work, right? And so, uh, 
regardless of how we're feeling, regardless of what it looks like, our words should always be words of life. And so let's turn to one of our favorite scriptures real quick. Mark eleven twenty three. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever sits to, to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes in that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. And so the end of that, he says, he will have whatever he says. And so in order for you to say something, you must believe it. Like, I'm not going to say, well, I want food when I'm not hungry, right? Because I don't believe that I'm hungry. And so, whatever you say, you actually believe it. And he says, at the end of it, he will have whatever he says. You will have whatever you say, good or bad. So, examine what you say every day. Are you content with the work, what you're declaring over yourself? Are you okay with what you're declaring over your marriage, over your kids, or even in your church? Because it's not what we're as Christians and as believers to speak life over this church. It's not the pastor's job, just the pastor's job, to speak over this church. It's our job to connect our faith with this faith and speak over this church, correct? And so, why, is it, why are our words so important? And just as we see that when God created this world, what did he do? He spoke. So if everything in this world was created through words, what are your words creating? What, is, what are your words creating in your life? Because whatever you're speaking is what you're going to get. So are you okay with what you're, what you're getting? And so it's important as Christians and as believers that we put the word, the Bible, onto every situation in life. And it blows my mind sometimes because I'm the type of person that I like to prove things wrong. And so sometimes I'm like, well, I'm struggling with this. And then I go look in the Bible and I'm like, it's me. I'm like, well, there's two scriptures right there that talks about my situation. And so, it's important that we put the word over every situation in our life, good or bad situations. And so, the Bible is there to help us. There's, uh, there's people in the Bible that have gone through things that we face today. They're there as an example to tell us how to deal with it, how to go through it, how to go through it. And so, it's important that we do what they did because what they did got to the other side. Yeah. And so if your finances aren't where they are for me, you need to speak the word over. Right? And you need to speak the over it until your finances are where they ought to be. And if you're feeling sick, 
you need to speak over yourself what the Bible says. And it blows my mind because this uh second first Peter 2:24, it says, By his stripes we were healed. So it's something that we already have. It's something that happened a long time ago. And so as Christians and as believers, we shouldn't be sitting here and saying, Well, I'm sitting for I've been going to sit this this procedure, I'm having this right now. Because it says that we're already healed. But we sit here as Christians and we say, Well, I'm sick. Right? But the Bible tells us that we're healed. There's no ifs or ands or buts about things because the Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. And so it's important as believers that whatever we're facing, whether it's the finances or sickness or if your kids are acting up or if you're us husband or wife are acting up, or if uh, you deal with fear or worry or anxiousness, that you put the word on. Yes. And that you don't just look at your kids and be like, man, you're a demon child. I used to so speak over their kids and say, man, you're a devil's child. And now that you look at your child, they're basically doing what the devil did. But why? It's because their parents spoke over them. Their parents spoke death over them. And so it's so it's important that we watch what we're saying. Even as jokes. I love to talk safe jokes. And Anna has helped me out with this a lot because sometimes my jokes is borderline. And so I have to watch what I say because I can be joking and say, man, you're dumb, or man, you're this or you're that. But regardless if it's a joke or if it's not, I'm still speaking words, right? I'm speaking, I'm not speaking life over them. And so as we speak throughout our days, we I'm saying life words, but we also need to be speaking faith words. We also, regardless of what the situation is, because your finances can be very, very close to zero, but it's important that you start speaking, hey, that finances is out of you. Hey, I'm Regardless of what I'm feeling, I'm not going to walk by that. I walk by faith, and I know the scripture says, I am healed. And so it's important that you put words of life over every situation. And so if you don't know what words to use as, if you don't know what words to use as words of life, I got something for you real quick. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Chapter 4, verse 12. says, For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So if you don't have any faith words, if you don't have any words of life to speak over any situation in life, Hebrews Chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 12, tells us that the Bible is living and powerful. And so if you don't have any words to say, then open up your Bible and speak words from the Bible over your situation. Regardless if it takes you one time to say it or a hundred times to say it for you to actually believe it, 
speak the words that the Bible says. Because the Bible's true, and the Bible, the, that verse right there, just says that the Word of God is living and powerful. Instead of, I wish I had a two-edged sword, but instead of a sharp with a mouth. Instead of, my mind. A sword like that is pretty sharp. So anything that's sharper than that, you can do some things with it, right? And so, I can speak life because I know that God has my back, that God has our back, right? He's not going to leave us, and he's not going to let us break. He's not going to let a situation, regardless what the situation looks like, overtake us, right? I can speak words of life because I know where I get my truth from. I know where I get my facts from. And those facts are the Bible, right? And so I know that I can speak words of life uh, because the Bible says that I have victory over those situations. I have I have victory victory over anything that comes my way, regardless of what the devil tries to throw at. And but it all starts with your words. What are you saying? What are you declaring over your life? Pastor Craig uh, did a sermon one time at Raymond. He said, after you say it's finished. You should follow it up with, and that's how I want it. And so that means if you're saying, man, I'm broke, follow it up with, and that's how I want it. Because once you start saying, that's how I want it, you're going to be like, no, that's not what I want it. And so start declaring over yourself, over your situation, because I feel like there's some that are, they're great at speaking faith over situations in life, speaking faith over people that they know that are struggling, but once it comes to themselves, then they struggle. And so I know people that can stand in faith with Ian and I when we're trying to go on a trip and are believing for finances, and they can lock their faith with us mildly and say, you know what, those finances are coming in, there's no lack there, but then you look at their life and they're struggling. They're struggling to pay their bills. They're struggling to make, to not live paycheck to paycheck. And so it's important, even though we're speaking life over our situations, that we also speak life over ourselves. And some people say, man, I'm this or I'm that. But those are words of death because the Bible says that we're God's masterpiece, that God created us for purpose, on purpose. And so it's important that we watch our words. Why do we need to watch our words? Because Proverbs 18.21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so you must make a decision. It's up to you. Pastor Allen can't make it for us. Pastor Michelle can't make it for us. You have to make the decision. When you wake up in the morning, are you going to be like, Today's the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it and be glad in it. Or are you going to wake up and say, don't talk to me. I'm upset. I need my coffee. Leave me alone. Right? Because and it's important that we also speak these words on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and not just on Sundays when we're in this building. Because there's also a lot that a lot of people that come in here and fake it. But then on Monday we leave and we start 
man, I'm broke, or man, I'm sick, or man, I'm struggling. But then the Bible, that's true, is right there at our use, and we're not declaring what the Bible has already declared over us. And once you say something, when you say something, that means you believe it. And whenever you believe it, it's in your heart. Right? And so I know for a fact, like, for an example, I can believe it in my heart that my wife loves me, regardless of when I get on her nerves, but she loves me. And so I know it in my heart so much that no one can take it away. No one can tell me otherwise. And that's the same way we ought to be when the devil tries to tell us, hey, you're no good to do that. Hey, you're not, your past has put a limit on you. You can't live for God. We ought to speak words of life over that and say, uh-uh, I know what God has for me. I know where God wants me to go. And so it's important that we speak those words of life over ourselves, right? And so, uh, I always leave with my youth group a challenge. And most of them take the challenges, but I challenge each and every one of us, even myself, tomorrow morning, examine how you're speaking. Because another thing with your words is your words, uh, how do I look weird? Your words affect the people around you. I have a coworker that I see me I walk into the shop. He's like, man, Nate, today's going to be hot. It's going to be long. And this man, he fully understand the. I'm going to to water, great And so it's important on what you're saying. It's important that you use words of life, words of faith, when you're speaking to people. Because it's very easy, like I said at the beginning, to jump into the left field and start complaining about the need. Regardless, even if it is hot, even if it's 105 degrees, and you start complaining, man, I'm hot, I'm ready to go home, then your day starts going down. Why? How do I know that? Because I was there at one point. And I, like, to correct me with that, and I have to use the Holy Spirit to help me change my words. Even though what I'm feeling was that, I know I need to be speaking words of faith, right? And so I challenge you over however long it takes you to examine your words and match your words with the, what the Bible is saying. Because the Bible is true, the Bible is powerful, the Bible is living. So when we line our, our words with the Bible, so it's important that we're seeing lines in the Bible, right? And so I ask the question again, are your words powerful? And over those few scriptures, we can go into a lot more scriptures where we can see where people spoke certain things and the things came from the result of it. And we can look at people in the Bible that spoke negative words and negative things came about. And so it's all up to you on what you decide to speak. It's up to you to say, you know what? I'm waking up this morning. I'm going to speak words of life. Yeah. It's up to you to say, I'm going to wake up this morning. I'm going to speak words of faith. 
regardless of what's going on here, regardless of the world is affecting us, because you know what? I'm going to leave the life that the Bible says I need to live because I want the things that the Bible says I can have. And so if I speak words of the Bible in my and I'm not going to listen. So it's essentially that the Bible says that I can do. It's not to be perfect. Words are important. Your words play a big part of your future. If you, I'm going to start doing it, but if it takes reading it or say I have a sentence and say, follow it up with, and that's all I want, do it. Because if you're anything like me, I don't take little, like, oh, I'll say that. I need somebody to be me and step on my toes and say, you know what, what you're doing is not right. And so, once I do that, follow it with that, and that's something I want, then I'm going to realize who. Where, hey, I want, and I'm going to speak that. And so I encourage you tonight to watch what you're saying and to be aware of what you're speaking over yourself, over your family, over your job, over your church, over each and every area of your life. Because what you're speaking is what you're giving. And if you're not okay with what you're giving, then change your speaking. Amen? Amen? Amen. Once again, I want to say thank you for allowing me to appear. I enjoy it so much. And I hope you all receive something. And, I'm, and so I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Michelle. <laughs>